Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Buck. I'm a motorsports writer for The Athletic. And each week, I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Michael McDowell from Front Row Motorsports, who is firmly in the playoff picture, trying to make it on points after a great season so far for an underdog-type organization. We recently got to catch up and record this podcast at Michigan, so let's go ahead and take a listen. All right, everybody, I'm here with Michael McDowell for another 12 questions. I think, like, I feel like the last few of these we've done on Zoom, so it's nice to, like, see you in person and yeah, do this face-to-face. Yeah, that's face awesome. To face. My wife, what she was asking me yesterday, she's like, how many of these have you done? And I said, well, I've been doing this a long time. I don't know how many I've done, but a lot. Probably, I mean, I started them in 2010, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Probably most of them, if not all of them. All right, so the first one this year is uh, you must pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year, but if you do it every day for a year, you never have to do it again for the rest of your life. So what would you like to knock out forever? Um, that one's probably dishes. That would be nice not to have to do. I yeah. could stomach it for a year. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, – you get the um, the clammy – your hands would be all dry after a while. You know, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know how dishes control a little bit of like your mood, like when you're done with the day and then you go and you're like, God, oh, I don't want to have to do these, you know, mm-hmm. where other things you can just kind of put off. That doesn't feel like you can put it off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? I'm not a passenger in a streetcar. I will not be. Um, I drive everywhere we go. I don't let anybody else drive. And even if it's your vehicle, I still won't let you drive. I'm going to drive. <laughs> One time, uh, I, I tagged along with you to a baseball hall of fame appearance, yeah. and uh, you drove the PR person's car. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm driving. Yes. But then you turned, you put it in the neutral and turned the car off on the middle of the road. It was very <laughs> scary, but you knew what you were doing. I think you were trying to spook us. Oh, man, that's fun. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, what is an app on your phone that you love using and think more people should know about? Oh, um, picture this. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So you ever been driving around and you're like, ah, I wonder what that plant is or what that tree is. Mm -hmm. Well, you take a picture of it and it tells you what it is. It identifies it for you. Really? It's the greatest app ever. So like, if you're like, oh man, I wonder if that's poison ivy and take a picture of it and it'll tell you, no, it's whatever, whatever. Really? Yeah. So mostly just plants, veggies, stuff like that. Um, so I love that app because I don't know. I'm just one of those curious people that are like, Oh, I wonder what they're growing out there. Take a picture of the leaf. It'll tell you exactly what it is. Wow. I've never heard of this. That's amazing. Okay. Um, what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? Uh, eat pizza (laughs) and ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of pizza? What 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 kind of ice cream? What's that called? An emotional eater? Emotional eating. Emotional eating. Yep. Yeah. So I would say that's probably it. What, what kind of pizza and what kind of ice cream are you eating? It doesn't matter. 
because I don't eat that stuff regularly. Oh. So it's just like a free for all. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Because you're like, most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, I'm pretty disciplined. Like, I even bring all my food to the racetrack. Like, I don't go out to eat, I bring all my food. It's like all meal prep planned out. And then I'll just say screw it and then just go and eat pizza so <laughs> okay uh, understandable very relatable so um i've asked readers to submit like a dear abby type life advice question this year and i'm uh just matching random questions with the driver so okay. this person says i'm preparing to move to a different part of the country on my own i work a lot of freelance gigs so it's hard to build any friends through work do you have any advice on how to make new friends outside of work after a life-changing move? You much once made a life-changing move to Charlotte. How did you make friends once you got there? Yeah, um, that's a great question. For for me, it was um, probably two things. One is is that you get plugged in with the people you're around at work, right? So a race team. Um, but for my wife and I, you know, we moved from Arizona to Charlotte, and so for us, it was just getting plugged in at church, having a small group, having you know, people that, um, you know, that you live by that are around. So it's hard. It's hard to go from one area that you're used to, to a brand new location and start over. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next one is a pop culture debate where I'm asking people sort of a recent hot topic in the news or whatever. So this will be really um, bad for me. (laughs) Well, aliens, uh, they say may have just been discovered or like there's that whole hearing where people are like, no, there's actually like aliens. Yeah. But then some people are like, are there though so are you buying it like i had this conversation yesterday oh yeah on a group group chat what do you think um well i'm gonna have a fairly unpopular opinion but i'll just i'll be real with you i don't want to give you a bogus answer so sure i don't know about you maybe i should ask you but i haven't personally seen feel touched had an encounter with an alien have you no i have not so i'm the kind of person that like I'm probably not going to be the first to buy anything. Uh, I'm a skeptic at heart, so I'm going to say no until I can see it, touch it, feel it, all those things. But I feel like it's just a big distraction. I mean, there isn't any new evidence. It's just, here, look over here, look over here, look over here while we're doing all this. So um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in our world right now, and um, there's a lot of distractions. And I think that's just another distraction so um this next one's a wild card question and uh you know you it's it's got to be so rewarding to have built front row and and uh helped get to this point where you're a playoff contender um i'm wondering how you think that that feeling would be as opposed to like had you jumped at some point had you gotten the opportunity to like go to another team and you're like immediately a playoff contender versus the feeling of starting here incrementally building and reaching this point like is there a difference in those emotions and those feelings yeah i'm sure there is you know i think that it's fun to be a part of something and grow it and build it and no different than anybody else's you know career or future and um you know so it's fun to be a part of that and to see it through because there's a lot of times where we don't get to that right you you are a part of something things are going well and then you move or you you change jobs or you change locations and you don't get to see it all the way through and I feel like I've been able to be here long enough to see it really make those steps and be a part of that and and not that we're done yet but I just feel like um, I've got to 
reap some of the reward of all the work that everybody's put in over a lot of years. So that's fun because you don't always get that, right? Like, yeah, you know, I, I think about LFR, the 95, like we were putting in the work there and we were on a good trajectory and then got let go there. And then Casey Kane comes there and Matt D comes there. Toyota deal happens. Christopher Bell goes there and like we started that building process, but I didn't get to really experience the reward of it mm-hmm. um but it was still rewarding to see them have success and and see them you know do well um so you don't always get to be a part of that right and so it's fun that i'm getting to be a part of um the process and the and the results of it yeah yeah that's really cool um in your career what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out <laughs> Um, there's been a lot of those. I mean, really there has been, I felt like, you know, very early on there's been the one that sticks out to me the most would be, I don't it was it 2009 or 10, but after doing the cup deal, I, I had a shot at one of those junior motorsports Xfinity cars. I think it's the one Erica Amarola ended up getting into, but we were really close, like really close. Um, I remember it being almost to the finish line and there was just a couple little things that honestly that I didn't feel comfortable with. And, um, I mean, I'll just tell you, it's just one of their sponsors was GT vodka and I just didn't feel good about running an alcohol car and especially with, um, family history and my wife's family history just wasn't a good fit. And I remember sitting down with them and and telling them that and they're like, Oh, okay, well I can, I can respect that, but it's kind of where we're at. And I, I mean, I remember it. I could still see it as like, I'm like, ah, man, I don't want to lose a deal because of that, but I'm willing to lose a deal for it. And that was one of those ones where you're like, Oh man. Um, so that one was close. And there's been a few more too that, you know, over the years you thought you're going to get, but I think there's a lot of people probably like that in the sport because teams always have like two or three guys that are courting and then they end up picking one but you think you're going to be the one that they're going to pick hmm. um so I, i've been a part of a few of those but um yeah it's always worked out i mean it's um yeah it's it's part of the journey i guess that's interesting though that, i mean that had to be so tough for you because you knew you were doing the right thing by standing on principle but at the same time to lose an opportunity yeah, I mean, but it, you still it sleep was. well, I'm sure. It was super tough. And I just so you know, I'm not I wouldn't say that for everybody. I'm I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with people drinking, I don't have a problem with alcohol. It just wasn't the right fit for me, especially the timing of it. And but my competitive nature and wanting to run well and wanting the challenge for wins and championships was like, Oh, you're an idiot. Um, and so you feel that wrestle and that tug of war, but I I, I felt like I made the right decision and yeah, you got to live by them. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is a person you would be starstruck by when meeting them? I'm going to come up with who I've been starstruck by meeting because that's probably a more accurate. You know, I don't get like, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of, in general, I think people are people. I think we've talked about this before. I'm not super mm-hmm. impressed with, um, you know, celebrities, let's just call it that. But uh, probably charlie daniels um just because of my uh, encounter with meeting him was quite unique um i wouldn't call it starstruck but i would call it scared which i guess would be the same as starstruck so uh-huh. um i was at the walter brothers um golf you know tournament that they have and fundraiser they do for mro 
and I am terrible at golf. I mean, I play once or twice a year. I'm horrible at it. And uh, we're teeing off of the box, and um, I shank a ball. Hit it really hard, though, and just hard left. And there's a group of people, probably about 15 people, all standing together, taking a picture. And I nail this guy. Oh, no. And it's Charlie Daniels. <gasps> and immediately, he gets up. Like, he's in the picture, and he... I mean, I wish you could see the visual, but I hit him right in the butt. And he, oh, oh, you got me. You got me. Oh. And he is yelling. I mean, it's it was a stinger. And he's jumping up and down. Now, the, the craziest part is he's standing there taking a picture. There's seven people on his left and seven people on his right that I could have nailed, right? And I didn't. I squared him up right in the butt. Oh, no. And he is dancing around, and I just, like, head down, go over there, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Daniels. And I, he's, it was so funny. He looked at me. He said, it's all right, son. It's a flesh wound. It'll heal. <laughs> and, I mean, he was so funny. Um, but, yeah, so that was my, my oh. starstruck uh, star embarrassment celebrity God. moment i can't imagine like the pit in your stomach when you realize you hit somebody and you realize it was charlie Dane. i mean you don't want to hit anybody right yeah. like it but of all people to hit at yeah and he, like i said he was super super animated it was it was wild oh man um <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? Mental toughness. Mm. I mean, I really think that that's probably the biggest thing is I think everybody goes fast, right? But just the, the mental toughness to manage the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs and the heat and the intensity and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's, you know, where you see guys uh, – I mean, it, that's probably what leads to falling out of the seat in some aspects, yeah, the sure. mental aspect of for it, sure. too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I always admire those guys that I feel like are really good as far as that goes and stay really calm in the car even when, like, chaos is happening, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, guys like uh, Denny Hamlin, like, he's super calm even when it's wild around him. Larson's the same way, right? Like, Larson's animated, like, being upset is what we saw at Pocono, and he mm -hmm. still doesn't get all wound up and crazy you know right yeah um, and then there's guys that are just in the heat of the battle and they're panting like a you know a dog in the summer that has no water right just dying um and those guys just get out cool calm and collected but i think just the the mental aspect of this sport is tough and um yeah it's it's not just weekend to weekend but year to year yeah i bet um, what life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? Um, can't have no in your heart. Uh, no is not an option. And it's more of a, a mindset that I was given early on. Um, you know, just that mentality of just grinding it out and just keeping after it. 
um, is probably the most useful thing that I've had. Um, I've learned to wrap that around perspective over the years, um, but the same sort of attitude um, is still still there. Mm-hmm. Well, so how does that apply to like, like when you're saying you can't, you're like no is not an option, like. Yeah, so like, you know, just in general, when, when you hit these roadblocks, it, you know, it's, the word no is not an option, it's just more of the language that I learned at an early age, um, but it's just giving up's not an option. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or, you know, when things aren't going well and it's it's not happening how you see it happening is like, um, you know, early on I related it to like chasing sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'd get 99 no's for one yes, right? And you just, you just got to keep pounding and um, keep working the deals. And then, you know, and, and for me in my career, when people are like, oh man, like, y'all, you're never going to make, it's never going to work out, right? Like, okay, fine, we'll see. Like, I'm just mm. going to stay, stay at it, you know, because uh, failure and isn't an option. And, and so um, I think that's probably better said is failure is not an option, but that's not what it was. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, no is not an option. Interesting. And, um, and that stuck with me. Okay. So each week, uh, ask a driver, give me a question for the next person. So the last one was with Martin Truex Jr. He says, what is your favorite type of hunting and favorite area to go? Yeah, um, I, I love uh, whitetail hunting. Um, I like going up to Ohio because uh, the deer are really big there. And you should throw this back that any time that him and Dale Jr. want to invite me to their hunting land in Ohio, I would gladly come with them because um, they're in the prime spot. But we actually hunt uh, just south of where they're at. And, you know, the reason that I like it is because I am high intensity with everything that I do. And it's a busy life and fast and I'm not quiet. I'm a loud person and just in general singing, whatever, always loud. Like my kids get so annoyed. I wake up just (laughs) on the pipe. And with hunting, you just gotta sit and be still. And it, it just helps me so much to just have, it's only, two months out of the year and um, I don't go that often but just those moments of like spending a few hours in the tree and it's cold and you're not doing nothing mm-hmm. you're just sitting there watching and waiting and anticipating and paying attention but just stillness um, it's hard for me to get that in anything else um, you know we, we just got a busy loud house I mean it at 6 a.m. it's loud, you know, and at 8 p.m. it's still loud, and we love it, but hunting is really refreshing for me, you know, and in particular, you know, whitetail hunting, because you can go duck hunting or bird hunting, and it's high intensity and fast moving and loud and lots going on, Uh, and I enjoy that, but it's more the stillness of being quiet and, and, um, and yeah, just being still for those moments. Yeah, I can understand how that would be very appealing, yeah. especially with your lifestyle. Um, so the next interview I'm doing is with Denny Hamlin. Uh, do you have a question I can ask Denny? Yes, I got a question. I bet he won't answer it, though. Okay. Or give you a straight answer. Ask him if he takes any supplements or any sort of diet or nutrition that has allowed his heart rate to stay so low in the car um because i have asked medical experts i've asked really really smart people and they say that it's almost impossible what he's achieving in the race car even if he was the greatest athlete in the world and 
and was a marathon runner and all these things that it's almost impossible what he's doing. So I just want to know if that is a God-given gift or if he has the secret sauce and he doesn't want to share it. And he can answer it. Hey, I, I'm not telling you. That's okay. I just need to know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yes, because it's been a topic. Like his heart rate for somebody is frequently low for how hot it is and all that. Yeah. yeah. And I know he works out. I know he plays basketball every week. And I know he's high intensity as far as that goes. And um, but it's supernatural as low as it can be. Like just for instance, with just heat, right? You know. Yeah. Um, let alone like being racing for wins, which you know he he stays super calm tony stewart stays super calm too you know he'd get out of a hot race and look you know fine right yeah there's some guys that have that i don't know it's just natural for them that they stay that calm but his is freakishly low interesting okay oh i can't wait to ask this this is gonna be awesome all right well thank you so much for doing this i appreciate it appreciate it thank you all right everybody there you have it whoa that's gonna be quite a question to ask denny hamlin next week on the podcast, uh, some of the questions, you know, most of them really are, you know, something fun, lighthearted, uh, Michael McDowell there going for some real info with the, with the Denny Hammond question. So, uh, excited to ask that also, how about that Charlie Daniels story? His, imp- his impression of Charlie Daniels, that was one of the best, uh, all time 12 question stories, I think that we've heard on here. So, uh, I was cracking up again, just listening back to that. That was, that was pretty funny. Anyway, that is it for this one. I appreciate you as always for listening. So I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.